Alright, welcome back everybody to another episode of Cut the Shit, Get Fit. I'm your host Rafael Matuszewski and today I am going solo once again giving you some great information as I ramble on about a couple topics today. But before we get started, as usual, we got to do some shout outs to a couple new uh, cities that have been listening to my show. So, the new number one is Loganville, Georgia. Shout out to everybody in Georgia. Thank you for listening to my show. Number two, East Hartford, Connecticut. Connecticut, hello, thank you, and I can't wait for you to join us on this wonderful journey of ours. (laughs) And number three is Markham, Canada. I believe that's out in Ontario, so shout out to everybody in Canada listening to my show. Also... I wanted to bring up that people in the UK have been listening to my show quite a lot, so thank you everybody across the water listening to my show. Now today, what I would like to talk about is something that not a lot of people talk about when it comes to training, and it translates to a lot of things when it comes to, you know, training success, and what it is is training age. So... An example of this would be, you know, say I'm training a brand new client. He's 45 years old, never played a sport in his life, never picked up a weight, and now I'm going to train this guy because his low back hurts, he's gained a few pounds, and just needs to start exercising. His training age would be zero compared to somebody as... You know, I get a new client, they used to lift in high school, they they played um, some sort of college sport and lifted then, and then on and off after college they would lift weights and things like that, and now they're in their 40s and they want to get back to feeling like an athlete. Their training age might be a little bit further down the road, like 10 or 15 years. So what's the difference between these two? So if I took that former college athlete into the gym today, he would probably pick up movements and exercises very quickly compared to the guy who's never touched a dumbbell in his life. So if I gave an advanced exercise like a single leg deadlift that requires a lot of stability, balance, coordination, that college former college athlete would pick it up pretty quick, I could load it, and he would see some amazing gains down the road. Whereas with a beginner who has a training age of zero, maybe giving that person a single leg deadlift would probably not be that greatest idea because now you know they don't have the prereqs to be able to do that movement effectively. So training age is actually very, very important and You know, there are some articles out there that you can go look up, but not a lot of people talk about it. Like, right now, it's not the hot topic. So I'm going to bring it out again, and I want to talk about it from my point of view and why it matters. So training age also dictates how much volume you can take up. So for me, for example, if I were to do some sort of insane program where one day I have 20 squat, uh, 20 sets of back squats, 
you know, the first couple times doing it, I would be sore, but my body would adapt to it very quickly because I've been lifting since high school. I've had a lot of years under my belt lifting and I would be able to survive that. Another example would be, you know, if I decided to compete in powerlifting, I might be able to lift more weight compared to someone brand new getting into powerlifting that's never touched a barbell in their life as my training age is longer than their training age. So a lot of it comes down to experience. Like I would look at training age as your experience, right? It's just like if you, like I bring this analogy up all the time, like a karate class, right? It's equivalent to me being a black belt and then someone coming in never doing karate in their life and they want to do black belt stuff, but you know their kicks and punches are nowhere near as crisp and quick as mine. Right, like by all means, you could probably do all the black belt stuff, but it won't look good. People would look at you like you're crazy, and you might end up injuring yourself. So, the important thing there I just said is injuring yourself. A lot of times, when people exercise, they think they need to do the hardest, most difficult, painful thing in order to get the results they want quicker. They see a difficult exercise online and they're like, shit, I should be doing that. Oh fuck, everyone's deadlifting and back squatting with a barbell, that's what I should be doing. And because their training age is so you know, minimal, they don't have a lot of experience, their body takes on this stress and it's like, what the fuck are you doing to me? And one thing leads to another, you're gonna get injured. And the crappy thing is those people who get injured when they do more advanced things that they're supposed to, they continue doing those advanced things because they're like, oh shit, I injured myself. That means I'm weak. I just need to, you know, back squat a little bit more and I'll get stronger. It's like, no, stick to the basics. I've been talking about this forever. Stick to the goddamn basics so you don't injure yourself. You know, training age dictates what you're allowed to do. It's kind of like here in BC, I don't know where you guys were at, You know, when you have your driver's license, every year without an accident, they give you a discount on your insurance, right? And if you've been driving for, I think it's 10 years, you get the lowest discount as possible because you're, you know, an advanced driver, you're safe, you're whatever, because you built up that tolerance. Just like, you know, lifting, you don't get all the perks right off the bat. You got to earn it. So when it comes to training, think about your training age. Like sit down right now and think about it. How many years have you been lifting? Is it one? Is it five? Has it been 20 years? Those people listening that are like, I've been lifting for six months. Maybe you should rethink what you've been doing in the gym. Are you doing exercises that are too advanced for you? And they're actually putting you in the slow lane rather than the fast lane. Think about it. if. You know, you've been lifting for one year and your goal is to deadlift, I don't know, 300 pounds for the first time. You deadlifting with a straight bar right off the bat and you've been stuck at 200 pounds constantly, maybe you actually jumped into it too quickly because of your training age. Maybe you've been doing everything that's actually giving you two steps back instead of one step forward. You always need to reevaluate where you're at. And I do this with my clients all the time. When I program, 
I don't just program on, okay, what does this person need? This person has a bad shoulder, so I should do some shoulder stability exercises, maybe some thoracic rotation stuff, because that's going to help that shoulder joint. I also think about their training age. I'm like, how long have they been with me? And then I write down that number, depending on, you know, say they've been with me four years. I'm like, okay, I'm going to give a program that someone that's been training with me four years can take. And this is where like metabolic finishers come into play, the amount of volume I give, the amount of loading, like all of those factors matter. And when you have someone that's been training for a long time, you can really throw some shit at them to get that body you know, reacting and adapting. Whereas someone new, if I give them like a bird dog for the first time, they're stumbling everywhere, they're falling over, and you're like, holy shit, how do you live your life every day when a simple bird dog is kicking your ass? Think about what your training age is and evaluate, actually reevaluate what your program is. Because you'd be surprised, a lot of people think they're a lot further ahead when they're actually... You know, they should be starting at the bottom with the basics. Master the basics. You know, don't look at the fancy shit online and think that's for you. You know, even amateur lifters have been lifting for like five years and they're like, okay, I want to compete in powerlifting. They go Google like the top 10 powerlifters in the world. They look at their program and what they're eating. They're like, I should be doing that. It's like, no. First of all, that powerlifter, that dude that's ranked number eighth in the world has been training probably 20 years longer than you and has built up the tolerance to do that program that he posted online. That doesn't mean that you should be doing it. People fall into this trap all the time. It's just like, you know, regular Joes are like, oh, I saw in Ryan Reynolds in Deadpool, his body looked amazing. What is he doing for a workout? And he goes into the internet and the interwebs and they search up Ryan Reynolds workout for Deadpool and they're like that's what I should be doing it's like no that was designed specifically for him and his needs and whatever he needed to do not for you everything is an individual approach remember that so remember your training age reevaluate what you're doing Make sure you're not doing stupid shit that you saw online. If you're piggybacking off a program that you just got online, maybe think, think twice about it. Now, the other thing I want to get into um, is something I've been thinking about probably since I got into this industry. I probably will get a lot of flack for this from other coaches, but I personally believe that not all coaches are created equal. Meaning, I could go into a gym and say they have a staff of 20 coaches. Maybe, maybe three of those coaches look at this thing as their career. All the other ones are just kind of doing it because it's it's fun. It's you know, they used to be athletes and they think that training people would be a good transition or, you know, they like to work out and they're like, I might as well become a personal trainer. Those people are not created or cut at the same cloth as some coaches out there that I know personally that live and breathe this stuff. For example, when I chat with other coaches, I can tell very quickly if they look at this as their career 
You know, if I bring up people like Gray Cook, Dan John, Mike Boyle, and they're like, I don't even know who that is. And I'm like, where have you been living? Or the fact that they don't even know what the functional movement screen is. And they look at me like I'm speaking a different language. And I'm like, what the fuck? Like, how are you training people then? You know, like on the weekends, I'm reading research. I'm reading books. I'm listening to other coaches speak. I'm listening to podcasts nonstop. I can't get enough of this stuff. But if I went to another facility and the coaches, like the ones I described, are just kind of going with the flow and doing whatever they're doing, and I ask them, you know, here's a good example. Like, what was the last conference you went to? And they're like, oh, the TRX, Continuing Education Credits one. Like, what the... No. And people are paying these coaches like a hundred bucks an hour to watch them do squats or random workouts that don't have any rhyme or reason. You know, this is what bugs me in my industry is that like you can go today, like any one of you listening that are not a coach and go online and find an online certification. Now you're legal to train people or worse yet, like go on Instagram and say you're an online coach. Boom, done. You know, and then people just like assume like, oh, you're a trainer. Okay, cool. But they don't know the quality that they're getting. Like, this is what I mean by not all coaches are created equal. Like there are some coaches that like devote their entire life to making the industry better. And we're not even making a scratch to all the other coaches. You know, like there's so much more to it. And I get... I have a huge, like, I just, I just get so offended by other coaches that are just in it to, like, whatever, and then when they find that they can't make a living off it, they become an accountant, they become a real estate agent, they, okay, I don't know, sell supplements online or some shit like that, like, no, if you're gonna jump into it, like, go full force, change people, people's lives, and if you get bored reading a training book, that's not, this is not the profession for you. And I just feel really bad for, you know, the, the people out there that hire coaches and they stumble upon these coaches and they don't know any different. And every time I do a consultation with a brand new client, I ask them, you know, have you had a trainer before? And 99% of the time they say yes. And then I ask, well, why aren't you with them? And it's usually it's a bad experience or they didn't see the value in it. And then it just makes me sad that we're kind of failing all the people out there that need help. And this is the very one, one of the reasons why I started this podcast is I want to create a small community that can eventually grow where we cut through all the bullshit in the industry and give good information to everybody out there. So I'm going to wrap it up there. Hopefully it wasn't a downer on this little end part here, but remember your training age, reevaluate what your program is, don't do stupid shit you've seen online, and challenge the next coach you hire, challenge the ones that you see at public gyms, and help me spread the word of this podcast. And also, another exciting thing, my next episode that comes out on Wednesday... I will have a link in there so you can purchase your official Cut the Shit Get Fit t-shirt, which is very exciting. 
please support the show by purchasing one. And remember, just like last year, if you've been following my podcast for a while, I'm only going to have that link available for one week. And then after that, boom, it's going to be gone until next year. So don't miss out. Support the show. Tell your friends. Share this podcast. And I'll continue giving you the best information out there. That's it for me. Have questions? Feel free to look me up online and add me as a friend on Facebook, Instagram, or any other social platform I'm on. And that's it.